Hey, Sasha. Hey, Courtney. I heard that jokes about conspiracy theories kind of write themselves. Really? Yeah. It makes me wonder what else they're doing. Oh, God. It's spoop hour. Welcome back. It's Spoop Hour. We're just gonna talk like this the whole time. Mm. Low-key ASMR podcast. ASMR pod. Click, clack, click. Ugh, gross. I hate mouth sounds. I fucking hate mouth sounds. They gross me out so bad. To the point where, like, every so often, not often, most of the podcasts I listen to, you don't get that, but every so often there'll be one where somebody just goes like, and I'm like, ugh, ah, I hate it hate it. This is a paranormal comedy podcast. Hopefully you don't hate it. Yeah, we're not actually ASMR. This is loud and grating. And And a lot of yelling. A lot of yelling. And hopefully an equal amount of laughter. Yeah. (laughs) Did you hear that? What what was that? It's fine. It's probably the cat. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, you can find us online at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram. One word, Spoop Hour. With a P, not a K. If um, you have first-hand experience or a second-hand experience that happened to your aunt, your cousin, your uncle, your nephew, your whoever, I don't give a shit, email it to spoophour at gmail.com. We will read it eventually. And we are, we keep teasing that we're going to do this thing. We're actually doing it. We're looking into merch. And by looking into, I mean we're like a couple steps into, <laughs> into getting merch, some merch. Yeah. So if you have something that you want to see on a shirt, something we say, just generally our logo, some shit, go ahead and hit us up on any of those platforms and tell us and we'll see about if we can get that to happen. We definitely want to do magnets, bitch. Yes. But how do they work? We just don't know. We just don't know. Science, bitch. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, did anything spooky happen to you this week? Yes. Just yesterday, I was... (laughs) We were texting about something spooky that happened to you. Yes. And then you mentioned the Skinwalker Ranch. Basically. Because we recorded on Sunday with Everything is Crystals, and they mentioned Skinwalker Ranch, and I was like, haha, like Skywalker Ranch, but But scary. And then I didn't think anything of it, and so yesterday I went and Googled it, but when I Googled it, like, the first link that popped up was for Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. and was for Skinwalker Ranch, and you know when you've visited a link before, it's purple instead of blue? Mm-hmm. It was purple, and I was like, in what <laughs> parallel universe did I look up Skinwalker Ranch? Don't worry about it. And so I was scared for a minute, but then I remembered we did an episode on UFOs and stuff, so. Aliens. aliens. So that's probably. Um, so that's probably what it was. And then sense. I read the Wikipedia article and was like, oh yeah, I've read this before. Yeah. <laughs> so. Nothing I research for this show stays in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. We basically horrify ourselves for like an hour, hour and a half each week. Mm -hmm. And then we try and scrub it from our memory holes. Also, someone asked me if I got body snatched. Which I thought was kind of funny. Um, maybe. 
Okay, good. Because if um, you had said no outright, that's what you would have said if you were a body snatcher. Right. But. Do you hear that, the laughter? I do. Do we need to do something about it? What? <laughs> it's what is happening. <laughs> oh, we have a ghost? We kind of have a ghost. So we have a special friend visiting who doesn't fully want to be on, but she's she's here to observe. Hey. Oh my God, she's talking <laughs> she <does>. to us. <laughs> Quick, get the EVP. Whoa. So that's Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello. We love her. And she's feel, just here. So if you hear giggling, feel free to chime in whenever. Yeah, if there's something. Or you something, could just observe. Yeah. It's up to you. It's up to you. Okay. Oh. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. I'll be your emotional that. support. Yeah. Yay, I, I our told emotional her support, Sarah. She could be our laugh track. Love she it. She has a beautiful laugh. And she Love kind of it. has been so far. I know. It's very encouraging. <laughs> yeah. Plus, they're, they've done all the studies that say, like, the reason why they put laugh tracks and stuff is because you do feel more secure about laughing if someone is already laughing. Which is why it's so hard to, like, break into stand-up comedy or whatever. Because in the beginning, nobody laughs. But once you're, like, an established person, all you need is one loud laugher. And then everybody else takes off. That's me! Yeah, I was gonna say, honestly, like, your laugh is so infectious that your laugh makes me laugh. And I, like, love laughing. (laughs) It was very difficult for me to pretend that I didn't know who you were. (laughs) minutes of this. All all the giggling earlier in the episode. What is that? I don't let it out. It's it's not good well, for you. Well, when you were like covering your mouth, and I was like, "You can let it out." It's okay. It's okay. Just like, let it happen. It's like a fart. If you or a ghost. Just I didn't let want it out. To miss this cleverness, y'all are clever. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Y'all are the same person. No. I, I snatched. Yeah, I was gonna say she snatched it. I snatched it, and I'm keeping it for future use. Don't worry about it. Snatched. Wig. <laughs> wig. We taught Sarah what wig meant today. It's been a great day. So I had something spooky happen to me. Two spooky things, in fact. So the first is shorter, so I'll tell that one yeah, first. Please. I was home alone earlier this week, which is not unusual. It happens. We've talked about it. I don't love being home alone because I'm always in fear of burglars and murderers coming into the house or people who have been in the house the whole time living in our attic who were just waiting for me to be alone so they could kill me. It's fine. It's <laughs> we, not important. We've literally been up into our attic to prove that, like, yeah, we, there's nobody there's in there. In the, and, and the whole reason why I sent our roommate up there and not myself is because I'm like, I can't do this. There are too many murder cases where someone was living in the attic the whole time and I heard another one today and it ruined my life. Wait, but, so we you sent our roommate the sacrificial lamb? <laughs> she volunteered, Yeah, actually. I was going to say, you yeah, know, she, she did. I but. wasn't like, get up there. I was just like, I live in fear of someone living yeah. in our attic and, and I put more, this piece of paper... Yeah near because the attic also can open into my closet in my room and I put yeah, this you'd piece be scared. of paper. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you for being freaked out. I put this yeah. piece of paper there and I was like, if the paper's ever knocked down, I'll know someone came down through this part of the attic and the day that she went up there, that piece of paper was on the ground. And so I was low-key concerned that somebody, it was probably just like, you know, the AC kicked on and it just yeah. went, or like a squirrel landed yeah. on the roof or something. <laughs> But I wasn't taking any chances. But that's not the scary thing that happened to me. The scary thing that happened to me happened to me when I was on the main floor. And all of a sudden, I just hear a... And I'm like, well, nobody's home. No one's at the door. The cats are near me. So it wasn't them. What the fuck was that? So I, like, get up to investigate because I'm very, very brave. And it's actually... (laughs) a magnet that we have that says keep calm and love red pandas it just like the outer part separated from the magnet part Ah. so the outer part hit the ground 
And what's funny is this, this has happened before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so probably happened. Well, th- that's I, the thing. And I just put it back whenever it happens. I, I know. I, did, I, I, had <laughs> done it, I had done it earlier in the day, so I was like, oh, this is because I didn't actually. So it's now off the refrigerator waiting for me to hot glue it. But the funny thing, the thing I don't think you know about the magnet, Uh-oh. it was given to me by a shitty ex-boyfriend. But I liked the magnet so much I kept it because I love red pandas. Did but she it, die? I mean, possibly. Oh. And now he's in our fucking magnet. I don't know. As far as I know, he's still alive. But yeah, so it might just have bad juju. You might want to look up on him. I know. No, I, I might like Facebook stock him and be like, you still alive, dickhead? Okay, cool. Bye. 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 Well, the other spooky thing that happened to me. We've mentioned before, I'm a listener of My Favorite Murder. I'm in the fan cult. They dropped a bonus episode today. Yeah, that's what they call their fan club. It's fine. But they dropped a bonus episode today for people who are members of said cult. And in the episode, they talk about a murder that happens in which a wife kills her husband and his beloved parrot is then, like, adopted by his ex-wife after his death, and they're trying to figure out who killed him, like, who could have done it, who could have done it. And the parrot says, don't fucking shoot, in the dead man's voice. Now, this isn't necessarily a spooky thing that happened to me, so you're like, Courtney, this is dumb. Don't talk about this on your podcast. You're wasting time. So... Sasha and I have been low-key watching Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, the oh my God. 90s show. <laughs> Best show ever. Yes. And we've talked about it on this podcast. We love it. It's great. It's on Amazon Prime now, so if you have Amazon Prime, go watch it. There's an episode, and I looked up the details of it today. The episode aired in 1997, and it was called The Candlestick, and it's about a philandering husband who kills his wife because she's super, super rich. He kills her. And then the police investigate. They think, oh, this must just be a random home invasion. I have a bad feeling. I think the husband did it, but I don't have proof. And then the bird says, no, Joe, don't do it, Joe. No, Joe. And, you know, at the end of the episode, in 1997, they say, this was fiction. We made this shit up. However. The murder happened in 2015. So beyond belief, fact or fiction somehow knew that was going to happen 18 years before it did. And that's the scary thing that happened to me. I sent Sasha, like, eight texts. She... Some of which were, like, I'm hyperventilating right now. I was at work, like, <laughs> teaching my classes and my Apple Watch is like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's happening? Yeah, the first... I was freaked out. The first text was, holy shit, holy shit, the parrot thing from Beyond Belief. It's a legit case, but it's from last year. And then I sent a link to the article and then I'm like, I'm hyperventilating. Or two years ago, rather, but still. She was convicted in 2016, but the crime is 2015, and I am dying. How did Beyond Belief know? So, that's the spookiest thing that's happened to me this week. Still a mystery. It's still a mystery. James Brolin, I have questions. Write into spoofhour at gmail.com if you would like to answer them. <laughs> so. Maybe, maybe get a, his, his what, Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand, yeah. yes. Yeah, maybe, He's married maybe, to Barbara Streisand. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe Barbara Streisand could email yeah. us, too. I don't know. Maybe she wrote the fake story planning on, I don't know, maybe murdering you. If that's a sore subject, I'm sorry. We can talk about it via email. Spookhour at gmail.com. <laughs> so. seven-year-old me is freaking out right now. Oh, no, so that's the other thing. is Like, earlier this week, Courtney and I were watching the episode that had the gun thing. And we've talked about this on the, mm-hmm. well, the childhood trauma episode Because that, that traumatized me as a child and, and I still think about Courtney it. Courtney was like about, I've never, I don't, I, I've only seen you cry like once or twice 
I I was fucking shook. You were shaking, and I was so worried, and so I was like, no, let's let's fast forward. Like I, I almost cannot... started crying, yeah. and I was like doing the thing because I go through life by nervously laughing, but I was like nervously laughing, but also holding back tears, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I knew that you weren't <laughs> just laughing. <laughs> was there anything oh. like in your show, or, like in in your experience of watching the show, that like super scared you? Yes. Okay. Was it the one about the gun that hits the stairs? Because no. that's the fucking. It was the one. Well, because I like to travel and I'm on planes a lot. Oh. The one where the person like offered their seat and like, oh no, they were sitting down. They're like, no, 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 that's my seat. The window seat's my seat. So then the man sits in the window seat, and then for some reason the window just blows out, oh, and then he's sucked no. out of the window. And then the person who was next to him that was going to sit in the window was like, that could have been me. Oh. And the person was like, it's a good thing you weren't sitting next to the window. And I was like. All airplane windows are gonna be sucked out. <laughs> That's a bummer because I only fly windows. <laughs> you used to work for an airline and you have the fear of flying. <laughs> I right. do. I mean, these not things happen. <laughs> I, I live in a house with stairs, and yet the episode with the fucking stairs and the intruder, man, I can't. What oh a terrible God. show. It's so horrible, and they say it's allegedly true. And I just, I hate I it. hate when it was allegedly true. Just, just, just lie. And I know, I'm like, just wrong. tell me it's a lie. Just, I don't, it does, I don't <laughs> care if it's true or not. Just tell me it's wrong. <laughs> yeah, so, that's that one. Oh, God. So, that's, an, yeah. Great. Beyond Belief. Beyond Belief. Watch it on Netflix if you're, or not on Netflix, on Amazon. If you're brave enough to watch the one about the gun and the stairs, write in and tell me how much it ruined your life on a scale of one to, oh my god, I'm gonna cry forever and I can't ever live alone in a house with stairs because I don't believe in guns. It's probably fiction. It's probably, like, I saw a take because I was watching it with my mom and my brother last Thanksgiving or two Thanksgivings ago. And I was looking up this story because I was like, this seems like bullshit. There's no way this is true. And I'm like trying to find verification because they said it was true. Mm. And someone in some internet forum that discusses the show was like, fiction, our writers made it up. Fact, someone else made it up. Uh, <laughs> and that was their scale. So that's what I'm just telling myself. That's, yeah, it makes me feel better to be like, all these, are, all these stories all are... Lies. They're all urban legends. It's fine. They're fun to, like be scared of yes but they're not real just, and yeah that kind of brings us we have a special theory today from a friend of the show my friend mike who is just a sweet little gay man who now lives in chicago i don't think he regularly listens but i'm gonna send him this episode because i'm about to read his story because it dovetails nicely with our topic hi mike hi mike anyway so he messaged me one day and he's like i don't know because i posted on my facebook tell me your ghost stories and he's like, I don't know if this this counts, but I'm going to send it to your official mailbox. I have a running theory with my gay friends that all bottoms believe in ghosts. Or, in a less bottom-shaming framing, all tops are, are too uptight to believe in ghosts. <laughs> my friend Albert and I were chatting about old boyfriends one night and somehow discovered a weird number of them believed in ghosts. Uptight. <laughs> <laughs> More like down tight. Like, basically all of them. We then started to ask around with our friends to figure out who did and didn't believe in ghosts, and we found it's eerily almost one-to-one. One of my friends pushed back on this theory. Are you open to the idea, we asked? And of course he is, versus in the middle position between top and bottom, and quote, maybe ghosts are real is between believer and non-believer. <laughs> it's become a running joke among my friends. One night after a few drinks, someone asked if one of my femme friends was a top or a bottom. A little drunk, I responded, Girl, look at him. Of course that boy believes in ghosts. 
Thank you, Mike. And like when he told me this theory over Facebook chat, I was like, I guess that makes me a top because I don't really believe in ghosts. And he goes, Oh, girl, I always knew. <laughs> so thanks, Mike. Wait, so am I a bottom? I guess. Does that work for girls? I don't know. No, he, no. Wait, so are you a believer, non believer, or somewhere between? Are you somewhere between? Or are you versatile? I think I lean more towards no. Oh, so you're a top. It probably makes your life easier to not believe in ghosts, right? It's one thing to not be scared of. Although yeah, I am just I scared of a lot of things, but... Girl, we're afraid of literally everything on this podcast. It's okay. <laughs> this is a safe space. Is this, like, you being Batman facing bats? Like, <laughs> actually, yes. That's yes. exactly what we, we actually And we have Batman coasters. We do. So this is... Blanket. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have a Batman blanket. We have a... Our, our spoop podsment is... Equal parts Batman and spooky shit. Yeah. <laughs> so today's listener story kind of dovetails nicely with what we're talking about. Sasha, what are we talking about? Conspiracy theories. <laughs> I like thinking of this fo- this episode just being that picture of Charlie Day and it's always sunny. Yeah, with all the with strings. All the string and he's just like. <laughs> That's us That's right, us now. right we now. We have all these strings behind us. Sarah can agree that this is what's we, we decorated. What's happening. We decorated with strings. Yeah. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't realize when we decided on this as a topic, this episode drops on September 11th. Oh. Which has a lot of conspiracy theories associated with it. So please don't be offended. It was an accident. I personally 100% am sure that September 11th happened. So, anyway. Yeah, I was an elementary school student in D.C. Yeah. So, like, I, I was, know it happened. I was in the seventh grade in D.C., so I know yeah, what happened. Like, like it's, it's, anyway, conspiracy theories. So we're going to talk about the fun ones, not the batshit crazy ones that deny that people died, because fuck you guys. Right. We're, 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 we're doing, like, fun conspiracy fun theories. Fun conspiracy theories. That don't hurt like, anyone. The ones that make people go, like, oh, oh, Nelson Mandela only just died and not, like... Yeah, not, yeah. like, forever ago? Yeah. yeah. We're doing those. <laughs> and to kick off the topic, I made a game at the last second. Shout out to my incredibly supportive partner because I thought of this game while driving to his house yesterday for date night. And he was like, that sounds like a fun game. You should do that. And entertained himself by watching YouTube while I sat on the couch and did this game. And you know what's great? We now have an extra player. Yeah, we do. Who's Who's that? So. Who's that? Who's that? So let me explain the rules of this game. This game is called Conspiracy Theory or Actual Historical Event. Oh, God. So I'm going to read a list of ten things Five of them are conspiracy theories that never actually happened, and five of them are actual things from history that verified 100% happened. I'm already scared. It's okay. okay. And so you're just going to tell me, conspiracy theory or actual historical event? And I would like to thank Wikipedia, Smithsonian Magazine, and Business Insider for all of the information. Remember, donate to your Wikipedia. Yes. They literally have a list of just, it's literally named list of conspiracy theories. And that was very helpful for this game. (laughs) All right. First statement. The Denver International Airport is built on the remains of a secret society's headquarters which is reflected in some vaguely satanic carvings on the floor. Conspiracy theory. I love the, the Denver airport story. Sarah? It's real. It's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, I, I love reading. Thank I, I, God. Went, I went to Denver International Airport once and was like, and I just learned about this. Yes. I was like, oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> so the basic, if you're not familiar with the conspiracy theory, 
it gets the it gets its credence from the fact that the Denver airport isn't actually in Denver. It's kind of far from the city. And people are like, oh, that's because it's associated with fucking masons or whatever. And the allegedly satanic carvings in the floor are actually misspelled Native American names for locations near the airport. Mm. So people are like, oh, it's evidence of Satanism and whatever the fuck. fuck but it's actually just like, no, they were trying to spell it in whatever tribe's language and they white peopled all over it, and they put in an extra L. So, anyway, fun game. Next one. Roman Catholics founded a secret society in 1740 called the Order of the Pug. In order to be allowed in, initiates had to wear dog collars and scratch at the doors. Conspiracy theory or actual historical event? Sorry. You're good. The Order of the Pug. I want, to, I, want it, I, I want it to be true. So you're both going to say... History. history. I'm going to say conspiracy theory. It is a historical event! <laughs> yes! And that is the exact reaction I felt. Because, like, I always do these games. I do five of the one and then five of the other, so I don't lose track of, like, how many I have of each. And I was on my last, like, I was like, I need a weird thing from history that sounds like a conspiracy theory. So I'm just, like, Googling weird historical events. And that came up, and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever oh fucking read. <laughs> It's because it was in response to new rules that came down from the papacy to try to prevent Catholics from becoming Freemasons. So to get around these rules, Catholics were like, well, we'll form our own Freemason-like secret society, but we're not technically Freemasons. Amazing. Scratch at the door, novices. (laughs) Okay, next one. During the Cold War, the CIA funded an experiment in which listening devices were inserted into cats. Conspiracy theory or actual historical event? They did some crazy shit. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, let's say it's true. It is an actual historical event. It was called Animal Behavior Enterprises, and the experiment only did it to one cat. It was Zelda? (laughs) No, it wasn't, because that cat was promptly run over by a car. (gasps) Like, that's That's what fucked the experiment, right? (laughs) They were like, well, they were looking into, like, attaching bombs to dolphins or, like, training birds to warn us of incoming airstrikes because it was the Cold War and we were really worried about, like, nukes and shit. And they were like, what if we put listening devices? Because, like, apparently in key parts of Russia at the time, they had a huge feral cat problem. So they were like, if we release a cat that has a listening device, they're not going to think anything of this extra cat just, like, wandering around and we'll get all the secrets. So they're like, let's try it. Go, kitty, go. And then the cat got hit by a car almost instantly. (laughs) Oh, they were listening to them. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I, well, okay. So two thoughts that popped into my head. One <laughs> is the like, that's some Hunger Games shit. Like yes. when they do the weird mutant animals, mm-hmm. the mutations. Yep. But then my other thought was like, <laughs> anytime that there's like one of those stories where like those YouTube videos where they're like, "Go be free, little squirrel. We nurse back to health." <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? And then like a hawk comes. Gah! It's like, thanks for nursing it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Yep. All right, you ready for the next one? Yes. After the crash of Korean Air Flight 007 in 1983, Mm -hmm. families of passengers were dismayed to find out that their loved one's remains had been consumed by giant crabs. Conspiracy theory or actual historical event? Ooh. I feel like I would have known of that. I, since I lived in Korea for a bit. I've never heard (laughs) of some kind of Korean Air crash, but maybe not that detail. But, so I, I don't, think the crash did happen, definitely. The, yeah. But, um, so we're both conspiracy theory. theory. Yeah, conspiracy. It is a conspiracy yeah, okay. theory about okay. a real crash. Yeah. Okay. That's a, yeah. 
Yep. There we go. It We're was smart. <laughs> the flight, oh, the flight oh, was yeah. shot down by Russian missiles. Yes. And because of that, conspiracies abounded. It wasn't actually shot down by Russian missiles. Right. They were all eaten by giant crabs. It was actually whatever. Yeah, because my mom was working for Japan Airlines oh. at that time, and so she remembers like that really bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was 83. Mm-hmm. All right. In 1953, the CIA gave unwitting test subjects LSD to allegedly develop a cure for schizophrenia. Yes. Oh, True. For schizophrenia? Oh, for schizo? Oh, I don't know. But they did give them some weird shit. They gave them LSD. Yeah. I don't know if it's for schizophrenia. Yeah, I'll say yeah, it's true. I'll say yes. It is yeah. an actual historical yeah. event. That was part of the infamous MK Ultra test. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Megan wants us to talk about MK Ultra yes, on the show, so we, we should. Yes, we need to. They actually, the Believer Skeptic podcast, their most recent episode, when you're listening to this, they did an episode on brainwashing and mind control, mm. and Cody talks about MK Ultra. And, like, all of the shady shit involved therein. Because that was a real thing we did. America! (laughs) Nothing's wrong with America. Everything's great. All right, next one. Help me. Coca-Cola's new Coke was a failed experiment to drive up nostalgia for Coca-Cola Classic. Conspiracy theory or actual historical event? It's called New Coke? New Coke. This was in, I believe it was the 80s. They Um, rolled out New Coke. It flopped hard. Never heard of it. Mm, the new Coke? I think they just were, did a bad job. <laughs> I, I'm gonna... What's that conspiracy theory? Conspiracy yeah. theory? Uh, Two conspiracy theories? Yeah, it's a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy yeah. theory. In the words of the then president of Coca-Cola, quote, the truth is, we're not that dumb and we're not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> it was genuinely just they launched the product and it failed. I, I like that. I, I like that, though. I like the honesty. Not that dumb and not, not that smart. smart. <laughs> Yeah, because some people were like, they knew it was going to fucking fail, man. They introduced the shitty formula so that we would all want the Coca-Cola classic when it came back. No. It almost it almost oh. seemed, it's like the 80s version of it ain't that deep. Yeah, <laughs> like, it ain't that deep. <laughs> like, we launched new Coke and it sucked. Like today, bad. <laughs> when I assigned all these groups to my you know IB students and they were complaining mm-hmm. about like, oh, I can't believe she put me with this person and this person. And I looked at them and went... I literally went into the student information system and pressed randomized and put you guys in that order. It ain't that deep. And they were like, oh. Oh. All right, next one. In 2017, international spies in Turkey communicated through strategic tears in their blue jeans. <gasps> Conspiracy theory or actual historical I want event? this to be real. That's amazing. It happened. Yes. True. It happened. Conspiracy oh, theory. No! This was spread by a newspaper close to Erdogan. Um, oh. They believe it was so he would like maintain a better grip on power when they were like, see these international spies and their torn blue jeans. Fucking Erdogan. At the time, it was just everybody was wearing torn blue jeans. Whatever. The U.S. military tested whether or not the famed San Francisco fog could facilitate a biological attack by releasing a toxic bacterial gas in 1950. Good God. Conspiracy theory or actual historical event? Oh my God. Yeah, I'm going to put it past uh, America. Uh, uh, <laughs> conspiracy theory. Yeah, I, I don't want it to be real. Conspiracy theory? It, it was real. <gasps> Motherfucker. The test caused at least one death and ten hospitalizations, and it's considered one of the biggest violations of the UN's, I think it's the Nuremberg oh, uh, God. standards, yeah. because oh. nobody consented to be in this test. They were just like, let's see what happens. And they released two strains of bacteria. At least 10 people came down with pneumonia and had this bacteria in their system, and one dude died. 
What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Who okayed that? I mean, 1950. Apparently, we just did whatever the fuck we wanted. Was that before, like, ethics boards? No. No, it wasn't. They, they were there. They were probably just like, yeah, it seems fine. That's the worst thing that can happen. We'll um, use it against the Reds. Woo! That, that's how we got away with a lot of shit, was saying we were going to use it against the Reds. Let's put a microphone in this cat's butthole. It's against the Reds. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Poor cat. That poor cat. <laughs> Let's send a dog into space. <laughs> we'll use it against the Reds. The high-frequency active auroral research program was originally conceived not as the ionosphere observation project it is today, but as a way to weaponize the weather. Conspiracy theory or actual historical event? Oh my god, amazing, but I think it's I feel like this is... That's way too cool to be real. Yeah. It is way too cool to be real. (laughs) It's a popular one that ties in mind control and some actual weather disasters. Like they said, it caused... They weaponized earthquakes and whatever. And it is a conspiracy theory that Jesse Ventura, who one-time wrestler, later governor of, I think, Minnesota, he apparently (laughs) believes it. A lot of prominent people believe this one. Interesting. Only Storm can control the weather. I right? mean, leave that up to her. There's That's this true. great YA book. Uh, I don't know. If, there's only two books. Is it a series? It's like part one, part two. Is that still a series? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um, but it's called <laughs> it's The Living and then The Hunted. It's by Matt Delapena, um, who writes also a lot of like kids' picture books. Yeah. But like. There's an evil company in America that is, like, releasing a disease, and they're, like, jacking up the prices of, like, the one antidote, and so it's killing off all the poor people, but then they also do, like, a man-made earthquake, and it triggers a giant tsunami, and then also, like, kills a bunch of people. Yeah, it's it's pretty this fucked This is up. actually, that ties in with a lot of conspiracy theories, yeah. because a lot of them, I didn't use them in the game because I couldn't come up with a catchy yeah. way to say them, but, like, there are a lot of theories that, like alternative medicines that work are being suppressed because, you know, Big Pharma wants to make more money on their mm. drugs, so they're suppressing that if you chew on wheatgrass at two in the morning in front of a full moon, it's whatever's wrong with you. So there's a lot of ones like that. There's yeah. obviously ones about weaponizing the weather. Like yeah, it except it was a YA novel, novel and yep. it was fiction. That's the real thing that happened. I feel like, what was it about EpiPens or something that like got... Oh, yeah. Martin Shkreli's a dickhole who jacked up the price of AIDS medication and then EpiPen exponentially increased in cost as well. It's definitely something that happens. The conspiracy theory is that, like... You don't really need those things. Yeah, that there's, <laughs> like, you can cure your asthma by, I don't know, drinking a certain kind of smoothie. That's where the conspiracy Ugh. theory comes in. Okay. So it's like, if you take fish oil supplements, then your asthma's gonna go away. No. No. That's not, that's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. That's not, yeah, that's not how any of this works. And then I have one last... <gasps> Historical event? Dang, or I, conspiracy I always theory. forget to like keep track in this oh. game. I, like, I live I in fear that one day you're going to do that and then the last one's going to be a super like easy yeah. guess. The king of Czechoslovakia was deposed in 1419 after a revolt that saw peasants overthrowing their local government by throwing it out of a window. That's conspiracy so theory or actual historical event? Mm, yeah. No, that happened. Did it? But isn't Czechoslovakia, like, is it just, like, the country that had been Czechoslovakia? It was Czechoslovakia in 1419. Was Czechoslovakia a country in 1419? Wasn't it know. forced you together after World War One or something? You tell me. Uh, oh, you mean, no. I don't know. I'm thinking about Yugoslavia. It ain't that uh. deep, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> just let them throw it out the window. It's real. It's fake. It's real. No, what? 
The king died of shock after hearing of the first defenestration of Prague. That's right, y'all. Prague liked defenestration so much they did it twice. I defenestration is my favorite word to teach my students it's because so I will defenestrate them teach if they piss me. me off. It means throwing someone out of a window. Oh, oh, like fenetra, French. Yep. Then, oh. Yep. So defenestration I, of Prague. The first one, they essentially they got mad at their local government and they stormed the local government building and they threw all the dudes out the window. And allegedly, when the king heard about this event, he dropped dead. And then they were like, woohoo, no more king! And then they did it a second time as part of what turned into, I believe, the Thirty Years' War mm. to protest whatever the fuck. And they were like, you know what was great when we threw those dudes out of a window? You want to do it again? Yeah, like, the because the, one of the specific definitions of defenestrate is, like, overthrow government by throwing people out the window. Because that shit happened twice in Prague. And let me just <laughs> clarify, I can't actually defenestrate any of my students because one <laughs> even though i've been going to the gym i cannot lift any of my children because they're 11th and 12th Have you graders tried? i've never tried Boom. you could get that like but m- there's a car on my newborn baby oh right mom strength but then the other thing is that the windows at our school are those like security windows oh. where they only you you they like barely open, open they they open into the thing and only open like Eight inches, so you can't actually put I anyone. I really thought about this, huh? Yeah, no, because because <laughs> I threatened to defenestrate one of my one of my coworkers, and she was like, "You wouldn't be able I'd to get like me to through the window." I'd like to see you try. And I was like, "Yeah, actually." Or like you know when we joke about like jumping out the window because we like are oh. like you know at our wits end, yeah, and like and we wouldn't even it. be able to like climb out the window. Amazing. Yeah, there's only one exit out of our classrooms, and it's the door. <laughs> anyway, right. how did I do? You did okay. I didn't score it. You actually both, you you probably both are roughly tied. We'll listen back to we'll the listen episode. We'll listen back to it. And then like I'll, put, I'll do a score. postscript when I edit where I'm like, the final score, Sarah, seven, Sasha, six, or whatever you guys got. Oh, yeah. fakely win. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. Take that victory, girl. Take it. Take it. So, conspiracy theories. Do you want to talk about yours? Yeah, I'll talk about mine. Because I've talked so much and everyone's like, shut up, Courtney. Please, God. Shut up, Courtney. Shut up, Courtney. Now you genuinely sound like a demon. That's fine. Today on Spook Hour. It's not a spooky thing that happened to me this week. The spooky part is the more I watch it, the more I love it. If you have not yet seen the video of Mr. Bubs, the dog. Where it's this man like holding a dog being like, I love you, Mr. Bubs. Do you love me? And the dog's just being like, and then he sees that he's being filmed and he like pouts and the person goes, yeah, I got you. I got you on camera. And he goes, it's my favorite fucking thing. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. It gets funnier every time. We'll we'll put it on. We'll put it on all the spoop hours. It's so good. Mr. Bubs. All right. So my conspiracy theory is, I guess, hmm, appropriate for me in that I teach English and it's about a beloved children's book series. The, Finally, someone's taking those boxcar children to task. Right? Okay, so <laughs> when you were children, did you ever read books about a family of bears? I was never a child. You were never a child. I'm just kidding. I did, and okay, actually and I am you... from the alternate universe because I called it the Berenstein Bears Berenstein Bears what did you call it Berenstein Bears so that's the thing like my mom also called it Berenstein part of it is okay maybe I was like okay well my mom maybe was mispronouncing it or whatever but I'm pretty sure like I also called it Berenstein 
and then all of my elementary school teachers call it Berenstein. I chalk it up to just people not pronouncing it correctly and like seeing like the S T A I it was S T A I N A I N and just being like, well, Berenstein is kind of a weird thing to say, and Berenstein makes more sense. You know, you have like people whose last name's actually you know Goldstein, right? Mm-hmm. Or you know, mm-hmm. or just uh, Stein, right? But not really ever Stain. Mm-hmm. But my there's... mom always called them the Berenstain Bears. Okay, so she always called it the Berenstain mm-hmm. Bears, but you heard other people and you called it yourself. I called it. I actually Berenstain Bears in the third grade. We were partnered with first graders to like as like oh a yeah we did that program. at school yeah. too yeah. And mine loved the Berenstain Bears, right. so we read that shit all the time, and right. it was always the Berenstain Bears. And the small child, or you read to that child? I read to her, and then she she read read to me as well. Yeah, so you guys both called the Berenstein Bears. Berenstein Bears, yeah. And I owned the book, The Berenstein Bears and the Green Eyed Monster. Yeah. Yeah. I read it to myself. Well, and so I have... I read it to myself. I had no partners. (laughs) Lonely child. (laughs) Well, so you two are the younger child. I'm the older child. And so I had a younger brother, or mm-hmm. still have a younger brother, but he was so much younger that there was a show on PBS Kids called The Berenstein Bears, right? Yeah, Steen. Oh, and right. yeah, we always call it Berenstein Bears, but I went back and looked at the um, theme song, and like I had to look it up while I was reading this because it's, you know, Baron, they're saying it's Berenstain. They have like, you know, pictures of merch. Seventeen magazine and Vice and Reddit and just a bunch of this is if you just look up Berenstain Bear conspiracy, you'll find a lot of this stuff. <laughs> but it blew up on the internet a few years ago, kinda like with the Mandela effect, where mm-hmm. people were like, Oh, there's definitely two different universes, right? Some of us grew up with Berenstein insisting it's Steen and other people said Stain. And so Seventeen magazine even did like an in, you know, unscientific poll. And only 13% of people voted for Berenstain, which is what it actually is. And then the 87% voted for Berenstain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it could be just a typo. Apparently there are early copies of the book where it said Berenstain with an E. Aha! But the rest of it, if you go to Scholastic, if you go to the website, if you go to their Twitter account, because they're still, you know, publishing these books, it's right. still Berenstain. And so I went and looked for the theme song on YouTube, and let me pull it up. I never thought that the Scholastic Book Fair would betray me. No, and I don't think it did. I think all of us, maybe it's just we chalk it up to mispronunciation, right? Maybe. Wow, it's not really giving me any I feel like hits. it's comparable to the fact that almost everybody I know calls them Reese's Cups. Yeah, they're Reese's. But, like, the name is actually Reese's. Reese's, yeah. Reese's they're not cup. Reese's Pieces, they're Reese's But I pieces. definitely call it Reese's. Oh, uh, get I out. Call well, yeah, Reese's. no one, Reese's Pieces. Although, I think, I think that might be actually, like, an East Coast, West Coast thing, because, like, I spent my some of my formative years on the West Coast, and everybody said Reese's Pieces. And then I come to the East Coast, and suddenly all y'all bitches are saying Reese's Pieces, which is dumb. Get pieces out! Pieces is not a word. Yep. So. Pisces. <laughs> right, Rices. Rices, Pisces. Pisces, actually... <laughs> Why it's actually rhesus like the monkey, so it's rhesus pieces. Oh my god, someone uploaded the, Berenst- <laughs> the Berenstain Bears theme song reversed. We're not listening to that. <laughs> no, that'll summon a demon, and you know our rules about summoning things in the house. Mm. Namely, we aren't allowed to. Alright, so I found the theme song, and as I was listening to it the other day, I was like, oh, okay, I think we're all wrong. We're not. We are. No. Listen. Somewhere deep in their country Lives a Bernstein Bear family <laughs> The kind of furry around the torso And they're a lot of people only more so yeah, yeah. 
and staying there. To be fair, Dolly Parton has an accent. Right, and so even at the beginning, it almost sounds like she says Berenstain, Stain, Berenstain, right? Is it like Laurel and Yanny? Oh, is the dress blue or is it gold? Mm -hmm. Is it how, and I think it might be, it may just be a regional thing, right? The word is Berenstain, but people pronounce it, depending on where you are in the country, Berenstain, or they're really laying on that A, Berenstain. The tricky part is I genuinely remember seeing it written down with the E to the point where when I see it with the A, I'm like, when no, I first... No, I feel like it's wrong. Yeah, I like, feel like the I first time I reports on Berenstein Bears. Yes, yeah. the first time I saw this conspiracy theory, they showed the, like, actual cover of the Berenstein Bears book, and I'm like, ha-ha, smartass, right? you did a Photoshop just to Same. fuck with everybody. Hilarious. And then I did more research, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. It was I who was wrong. <laughs> we, we have copies of the Berenstain Bears um, in a display case at my high school because it's like the foreign language department and they have like El Bebe. Berenstain Bears. Avec El Bebe. And like different. That's like four languages. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, whatever it is. But it's like we so have it. It's a Rosetta Stone. Yeah. 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 Rosetta Stone. <laughs> okay. Rosetta Stone people. It's fine. But, no Japanese came out and I didn't sign. Yeah. We're good. They were close languages. But we have like, we have like other countries' Berenstain Bears in that case. Oh, and gotcha, all gotcha. of them, the logo says Berenstain with an A. And I'm like, God damn it. one person to say Berenstain around you as a kid for you to just, just like, that's what it is. And then you can alter your own memory to see that E. I was a really fastidious stick in the mud kid, though. Like, if I had seen it written the other way, like, I'm the kid who in kindergarten one time I got really mad and yelled at my class because they were making fun of the name of the fish, the humu humu nuku nuku apua'a, which is the official state fish of Hawaii. And they were like, haha, that's a funny name. And I got really upset and started yelling at them that since I was born in Hawaii, they were basically making fun of me by making fun of the fish to the point where my kindergarten teacher told my mom about it. I was a really fastidious kid. I would not have just said Berenstain Bears because everybody else said it. I genuinely think I read Berenstain Bears and I'm from a different universe. And so (laughs) some of the the photos on the aggregate article that Seventeen Magazine did Mm -hmm. has photos of, like, these bears, bear toys. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's the Berenstain Bears, it's Mama and its brother, right? Mm-hmm. But the tag says Berenstain Bears, and then when you look at the bottom of the tag, it says 13-inch Berenstain Brother Bear. <laughs> Berenstain Mama Bear. But both of, like, the, both spellings are on they the fucking exist. tag. Ultimately, the authors of the book are named Stan and Jan Berenstain. Oh. So their legal names have an A in them. Their legal names aren't Sten and Jen Berenstain. 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 Jean and Steen. Jean and Steen. Jean and Steen Berenstain. No, they're Jen, 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 Stan and... What? Stan and no. Jan. You <laughs> can't do it. I'm in your head. I kind of want to call this episode Jean and Steen Berenstain. No, I was going to say you were in your head. We're in your head now. Oh, Jean and Steen Berenstain. That's incredible. Yeah, so human perception. Yeah, just like the, ne- I mean, the, the Mandela, Mandela effect. Mandela thing, yeah. Like, if you thought that him being imprisoned meant he died in prison, and yeah. then you're shocked when he actually died a few years ago. Yeah, the Believer Skeptic podcast actually does. Did not hear about that. Oh. oh. The Believer Skeptic <laughs> Wait, podcast part, has an episode you should listen to. That he died? Or? No. No. The con- oh, yeah, people, oh, yeah so there are people who didn't know he was still alive until he died. There are people. They thought he died. <laughs> when, when BSP does the episode on the Mandela effect, one of them, I think, 
think it's Cody, but it might be Cody recounting someone's experience, talks about how he clearly remembers seeing Nelson Mandela's funeral, like, decades ago, and, like, seeing his widow speak, and, like, seeing all this stuff, and, like, he died before getting out of prison or something like that, and then when he died a few years ago, he was like, but he was already dead. But what happened after he got out of prison... He met the Spice Girls. That's I, what happened. And I, he described it, it as one of the best whole, days of his life. Yeah, was it? There was a whole history of point of history where... Prison? Yeah, no. So that's why it's hard to believe that's the why, Mandela. Yeah, so the Mandela Effect basically <laughs> postulates that there are so many, like... Why was he so... <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes people like dead people. Just, Look at James Dean. He died at, like, 26, and that like, was fucking forever or ago. Or Buddy Holly. Or Buddy Holly. He did great shit. For prison, but then he also did great shit after prison. <laughs> yeah, like dying, that. Sarah. <laughs> but yeah, so the, that, the specifics of the Mandela Effect postulate that there are just like an infinite number of parallel universes to our own where things are the same but slightly different. So like there's an alternate universe where I'm super into anime and Sasha loves me because I'm super into anime. And I don't love you otherwise. Yes, and we're currently in the universe where Sasha deeply hates my guts because I don't like it's, anime. That's why I've lived with you for like almost four years. Yes, it's because you enjoy <laughs> hating me. It's just super fun for you. So the idea... I, there's another... Alter, there's an alternate universe where we don't have a podcast. <gasps> or we do have a podcast, but it's on like cat toys. That's, that's actually this universe. No, there, there's an alternate universe where we have a podcast and it's on, I don't even want to say the combination of letters, but they're shitty, and if you think them, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast because America doesn't need to be made great again. (laughs) But there's an alternate universe where that's our podcast. So the idea of the Mandela Effect is that there are these all these parallel universes, and every so often something happens where the event, we cross over. So people from different universes end up in this one. My mom thinks... Okay, if that's the case, she's from the universe where it's always been Berenstain Bears. But my brother and I, sorry, Sasha just accidentally reverse headbutted my cat. Not dropped the cat. My brother and I are from the universe where it's always been Berenstain Bears. But my mom, there's something else my mom thinks that is different than the reality, and that's because she's from, you know, whatever other universe. So we just. I like thinking of your mom from another universe. I, I it's kind of fun. My mom's rad. If you yeah. don't know her, you're missing out. She's great. <laughs> listen to our Ouija board Listen episode. to our Ouija board episode. I was actually, I was talking to her about that last night, because I was talking about how sometimes we forget that, like, people listen to these, because we're just, like, having a loud conversation on the couch. And my mom was like, well, no, but people listen to your podcast, whatever. And I'm like, almost 100 people have downloaded our Ouija board episode, which means almost 100 people have heard your voice. And she goes, what? <laughs> well, earlier when I was telling Sarah that she could stick around, she was like, how many people listen to your podcast? I was like, I don't know, we average, like, 80 listens Yeah, 80 to 100. <laughs> Way too many for me. Girl, but, hey, same. today we definitely know we have an audience because we do. Sarah's here. Sarah's here and so is my cat. So, audience, are we ready for my conspiracy theory? Yes. Which is arguably my favorite conspiracy theory because I only heard it, like, within the past two years, and when I heard it, it made me laugh forever. Go off, Sarah. <laughs> That's not a conspiracy. That's real. She's too perfect to be just human. Happy birthday, Queen Bee. Happy birthday. She's 37 today. Oh, wow. Flawless. Ugh, y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I would like to thank Wikipedia, The Guardian, Indie 100, Rolling Stone, Pedestrian.tv, and Vice for my sources on this particular conspiracy theory. In June 2002, a 17-year-old by the name of Avril Lavigne oh. became a success with the release of her debut album, Let Go. Also in 2002, a seventh grader named Courtney heard complicated while playing sharks and minnows at a pool party and thought, now here is the pop punk sound I've been looking you for. You know, a sixth grade Sasha was like, <laughs> I'm going to go buy this album right now. Oh, I bought the album and <laughs> I was Avril Lavigne like for Halloween in the eighth grade. I'm sure there's a picture somewhere. I will try and find it. It wasn't even Halloween. I wanted to Just dress like her. Oh, I, like, I wanted to do it all the yeah, time, but I yeah. only did it for Halloween. Oh. Anyway, loved Avril Lavigne, and this is where the conspiracy part comes in. Because there's a fucking Avril Lavigne conspiracy theory, and it's my favorite thing. Are we about to go and make everything complicated? We are about to go and make things so complicated, and I see the way you're acting like you're somebody else. Holy Get shit, I'm about to tie this into the conspiracy theory. <laughs> Despite launching her career and earning herself the spot as third highest selling Canadian female artist of all time. <laughs> She's not really Canadian. What? <laughs> nope. Avril's life wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. According to some accounts, young Avril struggled with being thrust in the limelight at such a young age and that she generally didn't like being famous. To help maintain some semblance of her personal privacy, Avril used some of her ample wealth to hire a body double named Melissa Vandella. Melissa was a devoted double, spending a lot of time around Avril to learn how to mimic her mannerisms to be effective in tricking the paparazzi. Ah, it's like the prince and the pauper. Yep. After a short time, Melissa was a perfect clone of Avril. But Avril was allegedly still very unhappy, and things came to a head in 2003 when her beloved grandfather passed away. As the conspiracy theory goes, Avril was so distraught at losing her grandfather that she eventually took her own life by hanging herself. Oh, Jesus God. But Avril was a smash hit, and the princess of the pop-punk movement still had songs to sing and albums to sell, and her record company wasn't able to let go (laughs) of her just yet. Luckily for them, Avril had trained her own replacement... Melissa, who at this point had been masquerading on and off as Avril for about a year, was primed and ready to assume the mantle of the teen sensation. In 2011, a Brazilian blog called Avril Esta Morta published their expose of the death of Avril and her replacement by her doppelganger. Did she never come to Brazil? I mean, we just don't know. You I'm going to go into it. Come to Brazil. Come to Brazil, Avril. <laughs> Nope. We're basically your name, but with some of the letters switched. Because Avril Breville. and Breville. Breville. That's a toaster. Breville. <laughs> Asriel. Why you gotta go make things so complicated? So, here are some details of why Avril Lavigne is not Avril Lavigne, but is in fact her doppelganger. Number one, the wardrobe. Picture 2002 Avril Lavigne, or alternatively, me on Halloween that same year, or Sasha in general. <laughs> what is she wearing? She is wearing low-rise cargo pants, a white tank top, and a tie. Yeah? Yeah. Sometimes like a big black cardigan, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks cozy and punk. I remember in <laughs> I just realized. Anyway, let's keep talking. Sasha's like, let's change the let's subject. Let's change the subject. <laughs> I, I guess, like, like, footnote, I've known Sarah since, like, <laughs> 2002, school. 2003. You so, know, uh, you know, 
Sarah since Avril Lavigne was actually Avril Lavigne. I've known Sarah since before I met you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Shots you, fired. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> For bringing them together. Anyway. Anyway. Her other Starting outfit. in 2003, after her alleged death, mm-hmm. Avril started wearing more and more dresses. She also started smiling on the red carpet with teeth which is something that pre-18-year-old Avril Lavigne would never do. She mostly managed a closed-lip smile and awkward poses, but never really seemed to like the attention. Yeah. But knew Avril couldn't get enough. Number two, the lyrics. Hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your boyfriend. Oh, girlfriend, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very different song very because different. I don't like your boyfriend, and it's a much better song. <laughs> Avril Lavigne, call me, unless you're really Mel- Melissa Vandella. Some of the songs she on... She relates to Nelson Mandela. Probably, we'll get into it in a second. Part two. <laughs> Part two of this conspiracy theory. Some of the songs on Avril's follow-up album, To Let Go, hinted at darker themes. It Her 2004 hit, Nobody's Home, there are the lines, quote, she wants to go home, but nobody's home. It's mm. where she lies, broken inside, with no place to go, no place to go to dry her eyes, broken inside. Then in My Happy Ending, another theme song from that year, she says, don't leave me hanging in a city so dead, held up so high on such a breakable thread. So are those baby clues that that she actually hanged herself? And also, when I said just now, oh shit, complicated, even says, I see the way you're acting like you're somebody else. Uh, and it gets me frustrated. And it gets me frustrated because she saw that her body double was becoming too powerful. <sighs> Number three in proof, the freckles and other cosmetic changes. Mm. The Brazilian blog that broke the story features a complex breakdown of photos of Avril Lavigne pre-2003 and post-2003. It identifies several changes in freckles, eye shape, jaw shape, wrist shape, and so on between oh. Avril and Melissa the double. We can't chalk it up to Hollywood plastic surgery. Her left arm miraculously lost freckles between 2003 and 2004. Hmm. And these other features changed, and it's definitely not due to the fact that our faces change between when we're 17 and when we're not 17. Right. Or that we're in an industry that emphasizes women's youth and beauty above all other things, so we're encouraged to pump toxins into our body to stay 17 forever. It's definitely not that. It's definitely because it's a doppelganger. (laughs) And as I put in my notes, or the fact that some of us glow up and learn how to put clothes on our bodies and use makeup to work what we've got. (laughs) Definitely not that. (laughs) (laughs) Look, bitch. Some of us collected socks and we're really into it. But it's definitely not that. It's definitely a doppelganger. (laughs) Number four, her music in general. If you think about her music pre-2003, it wasn't as poppy as it would eventually become. After 2003, she started getting poppier and poppier until she dropped that really god-awful Hello Kitty song. Yeah, I was just thinking about that god-awful Hello Kitty song. Now compare that to 2002's Complicated. Exactly. Musically very different. Her follow-up album to Let Go was even called Under My Skin, which is something that Avril Esta Morta alleges is a reference to the fact that Melissa is now living under Avril's skin by assuming her identity. There's even a spin-off conspiracy theory that the name of the album is actually a reference to the fact that Avril Lavigne is a lizard person and the album is about her living as a human in human skin. (laughs) Um, But... It's not true. Mm, I I know, it's very surprising. The blog that started it all introduced the topic with a line saying, this blog was created to show how conspiracy theories can look true. 
But somehow, everybody was so excited about this conspiracy theory that they skipped that first sentence and they were like, holy shit, Avril Lavigne's actually a body double of Avril Lavigne! And I love this conspiracy theory because it's everything that people like about conspiracy theories. It's fun to think about and it's a juicy lie that just feels like it should be true because it's so good. And you're like, it's probably not true, but also... I kind of wish it were, but also it's probably not. But what if it were? There's a um, Japanese anime movie called Perfect Blue, and it's by the same director who did Paprika. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's pretty cerebral. It's by Satoshi Kon. And so it's like a mystery psychological horror film mm-hmm. where a pop idol decides to quit her girl group and become like a serious actress. Mm-hmm. But then she has a stalker who's, like, calling her an imposter and this, that, and the other, and then she's starting to get, like, haunted by visions of, like, like, she she's, like, hallucinating and she's starting to think that there's someone who's pretending to be her and that she's got, like, a double, she has an other self, and, like, people have been, like, spotting her, but it's not really her. And so, like, she has a body double somewhere. And so that's what, like, as you were describing Melissa Vandella Mandela, that's the other thing. Like, as I was reading it out loud, I was like, I wonder if the person who made this up knew about the Mandela effect yeah. and was like, let's make a name that kind of sounds, sounds like, like Nelson Mandela, but it's Melissa Vandela. Oh my God. But yeah, also, that's this what is it the, me. This is the breakdown they do of like how her features have changed. Like, it's fucking bananas. Wow. She's just. She's just a 17-year-old who becomes, who becomes an adult. not 17. Yeah. yeah. Like, and this at- is this is the breakdown of the freckles on her arm. Wow. Mm hmm. So real. Wow. So real. Yeah. No, that that feels like perfect blue a little bit. Yeah. Plus, like, yeah, get, get your head out of your ass. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. It ain't that deep, y'all. We, we talk about stuff like this when I teach my, like, media literacy units mm-hmm. to my 11th graders where I'm like, just try to, like, think about things for, like, 30 seconds mm-hmm. before you believe it. <laughs> that's, that's a long time. That's a it long is. Time. And that's that's where you get into the problem of a lie can run around the world before the truth has got its boots on. Right. Because when something is as juicy as it's not actually Avril Lavigne, it is her body double, your brain wants to believe it because that's so interesting. And you're like, I want this to be an interesting thing that I know. I want to be smart enough to see through all the bullshit because everybody wants to feel smart and special, and so then we believe things that make us neither smart nor special. Like, everybody knows Avril Lavigne's a lizard person. She's not a body double, you dummies. Seriously. Lizard people. Seriously. Sarah's a lizard person, Sarah's too. Sarah's a lizard person. And Sasha got body snatched to be a lizard person. I may be the only lizard person who is in a lizard person. That's That's where we met. Like... Me, her, and Avril. We're all lizard <laughs> I knew it. I'm actually Avril Lavigne. I've been living in hiding since 2002. That's why I was so into her first album, Let Go. It's because it was my first album, Let Go. <laughs> so buy it. Oh also, God. I just love that she married Chad fucking Kroger of Nickelback, but then they legally separated in 2015. Did you not know that? That's a true fact. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's an actual historical event. I don't follow the life of Avril Lavigne. But she's the number three top earning Canadian Canadian. woman of all time. (laughs) I mean... After I think it's Shania Twain and... Shit, who's the other one? I read it. I couldn't... I can't remember. I'll think of it. Why would you... Why would you? It might be Celine Dion is the other one. Okay, but why would you okay, marry sorry. the lead singer Nickelback? Because uh, he's also Canadian. Is he? They're Canadian. They're Canadian. 
But they got divorced in 2015. But, like... Canadians. Canadians, am I right? We're not racist against Canadians. I think they're one of our top countries for listenership, although we also have people who listen to us in Sweden, which I'm not crossing. Honestly, I love Canada. We're just being idiots. We're just jealous, Canada. I have a lot of family in Canada. I used to go every year to Toronto, so I just grew up making fun of Canada. Fair. Because my cousins and me would just, like... Yeah. And now you make fun of yourself because you're stuck I've, in like, America. I've spoken it into existence, and now, fuck Canada. <laughs> JK! JK! <laughs> We're going to go to Tim Hortons and eat some donuts, eh? Wait, I just thought of one more conspiracy theory. Hit me. Which is, um, oh my god, what was the name of the mafia guy who got buried? Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> when my dad was in high school was, like, when he went missing... And then his friend was working at a big boy in Edmore, Michigan. Uh-huh. And a shout out to Dr. Elise. <laughs> Dr. Elisa Lucas! <laughs> um, <laughs> she knows where Edmore is. They opened a jar of Thousand Island dressing and a thumb popped out. And they were like, ah, oh, it's Jimmy Hoffa's Bingo. I have some. Fam- so that's the be- my, that's my favorite conspiracy theory is the one my dad told me. Well, while we're on the note of familial Jimmy Hoffa conspiracy theories, when Jimmy Hoffa went missing, my grandfather came home. My grandfather was a teamster. Mm-hmm. And when he came home, he told my grandmother and my mother, the people who were mad at him, he's never going to be found. And then they went on vacation to their cabin in Montana, and the FBI came and spoke to my grandfather about Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance. So, he may have put that thumb in your thousand island. Ah! <laughs> it all comes it full all circle. Comes full circle. You so, heard it here yeah. first, you heard it folks. folks. Two-thirds of us are living, liz, living people. Two-thirds of us are lizard people. <laughs> one-third of us is Avril Lavigne. And then two-thirds of us are connected to the Jimmy Hoffa disappearance. And one-third of us is staring at us in horror because what if we make her disappear next? The thumb! <laughs> sure. If you see Sarah's thumb pop up. It, just, just don't just eat Thousand the Island. Island. She's giving a big old thumbs down. She's like, I don't like Thousand Island. Put me in ranch. I don't know if you like no, ranch. I like you ranch. Allergic to ranch. I am you allergic to Oh, right, those <laughs> eggs. <gasps> yeah, fuck eggs in Canada. <laughs> and that's a great note to end on. So thanks for listening once again to another hour of our spooby bullshit. It's been conspiracy theory tactic this week. So if you have a favorite conspiracy theory that we did not cover, please email us. And talk to us about it forever, because I fucking I don't believe in any of them, but I love conspiracy theories. Thank They're you, so Sarah, for Thank hanging Sarah. out with us. Yeah. Was, yeah. This, was this better than what you expected? Yeah. Great review. Subscribe on iTunes, Sarah. Come on. Wig. Wig. Just write wig five stars, and we'll know what it means. If you would like to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or whatever you listen to podcasts on, that'd be great. Usually we don't ask, but, you know, if you haven't, we'd love you to. We've been a podcast for a year now. I so. know. We're so old. Ooh. We're so old. We're yeah, basically we Happy birthday. Thank you. Illuminati. Are you fascinated by mysterious legends, the paranormal, or UFOs? Do stories of murder, missing persons, and con men send you down internet rabbit holes? Did you grow up watching the TV show Unsolved Mysteries? Does Robert Stack's voice haunt your nightmares? Then our podcast is for you. I'm Liz. And I'm Samantha. Join us every Wednesday as we discuss the original Robert Stack episodes of Unsolved Mysteries. Follow along with us on Amazon Prime or just tune in for our weekly podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, and social media at 
Perhaps it's you. Sarah is full on waving at my cat. I love her. I'm going to take a picture of her because she's being real fucking cute. That's so cute. I like that you can see the Ouija board in that one photo, though. Oh, yeah, true. Let me see if I can do it again. Perfect. So, we'll look at her. Like she's just so perfect. You are perfect. Oh my god! Keep all of this in. I'm gonna put all of this at the end, <laughs> where it's just Sarah waving at the cat. Almost. Baby, love me. Love me. Yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. 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 Wig. <laughs> <laughs> are you recording all these laughs no. oh yes 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 and we're gonna put these at the end of the episode because we do like bloopers <laughs> we do love bloopers all right They're let's very talk anyway about 